0: It's only been a year since the landmark Bruin decision, and the Supreme Court has already agreed to take on another Second Amendment case, one that's been stewing in lower courts thanks to new precedents set by Bruin. The misinformation media paints this case as one that'll put domestic violence victims in danger. Now, the principles underlying this case go way beyond domestic violence, so we thought it would be worth unpacking what this upcoming case is really about. And our 2 way for today Modern Militiamin Spotlight an armed employee subdued an aspiring mass shooter at a Las Vegas apartment complex. A story like this should make national headlines, but the local police remain vague about the details and played down the event, as if to say, move on, nothing to see here. Please disperse, nothing to see here. This is 2A for today, a program where we explore all things Second Amendment. My name is Water. It's been a year since the Supreme Court handed down their decision on New York State Rifle & Pistol Association, Inc. vs. Bruin. A decision that declared New York State's concealed carry law unconstitutional because it required proper cause for an individual to obtain a concealed carry permit. As I've stated before, the Bruin decision may seem like a win for gun owners, but it's a loss for folks like me who believe in strictly enumerated powers and states rights. But I digress. Keep the change you filthy animal. The court's decision in the Bruin case set a new precedent for gun-focused legislation with many state and federal gun control laws now being challenged. And this is what set the stage for the current gun rights case that's been taken up by the Supreme Court. Specifically, how does our God-given right to keep and bear arms apply to those who find themselves under a domestic abuse restraining order, but they haven't been convicted of a crime yet? The DOJ is running point on this, urging the Supreme Court to hear the case. Prior to Bruin, a federal ban on gun possession for people under domestic violence restraining orders existed and has been applied without much resistance. Arguments in the Bruin decision may help de- dethrone that unconstitutional decree. The national government wasn't enumerated power to form its lips or lift its, its pin to make legislation concerning gun rights at all. But forgive me, back to the story. Zaki Rahimi is a Texas resident who allegedly assaulted and threatened to shoot his girlfriend. He was issued a domestic violence restraining order. Several months later, the police came to Rahimi's home to conduct an unrelated investigation and confiscated his rifle and pistol. So, while Rahimi was awaiting conviction for the domestic violence case, he was indicted for possessing a firearm while under a domestic violence restraining order. He eventually pled guilty and was sentenced to 73 months in prison. But this was before the Bruin decision. The reason Rahimi was indicted stems from the Lautenberg Amendment, also known as the Domestic Violence Offender Gun Ban of 1996. The Gun Control Act of 1968 prohibited convicted felons of owning a firearm. Clearly unconstitutional. According to finelaw.com, the Federal Domestic Violence Offender Gun Law is found at 18 USC 922D and G. It contains key provisions to keep guns out of an abuser's hands. When the abuser has a conviction for a felony or a misdemeanor domestic violence offense, or when the abuser is subject to a qualifying domestic violence restraining order or protection order, and an intimate partner is the protected party. Now, the Lautenberg Amendment is one of the gun restrictions being reevaluated, and I hope it's not the last. The Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals rendered the ruling that charged Rahimi with a crime unconstitutional based on the precedent set by the Bruin decision. The DOJ didn't hesitate to appeal this Fifth Circuit Court decision to the Supreme Court. Usually, after a landmark decision like the Bruin case, the Supreme Court allows follow-up legal cases to have more time to permeate in lower courts before they get involved again. Rahimi's lawyer, J. Matthew Wright, recently stated that the lower courts are just just beginning to grapple with the, the aftereffects of the decision, so the Supreme Court should just stay out of it for now. As a note, at 2A for today we want to ensure the safety of victims that have been under the hands of domestic abusers. However, that doesn't invalidate core American values like due process, or innocent until proven guilty or even punishment that fits the crime. Okay, Infringence on an individual's rights to carry we believe should not be executed with some blanket national government decree as if state and local courts need congressional nannies. To be fair, according to records, Rahimi appears to have a history of drug dealing and violence and even restraining order violations, so it's important to make this clear that the point of this discussion is not to defend this man's character or actions. A state court should clearly levy its own power through a free state legislature to set limits on violent citizens without the federal reach around. Tom Knighton at BearingArms.com explains it pretty well. The issue is that Rahimi was only under a restraining order for domestic violence. Under current law, he can't lawfully possess a handgun, which is also problematic. (laughs) The problem with this is that there is a very different standard of proof required for a restraining order than a regular trial. While restraining orders do tend to come with at least some degree of due process, the standard isn't remotely akin to a trial. The courts use a lower standard of proof because, well, they've long operated under the idea of better safe than sorry. Telling someone to maintain some distance between themselves and the person accusing them just seemed like a warranted precaution but no one's been convicted of anything. Basically, the main issue is not whether domestic abusers should be able to carry handguns. The problem is that the person in question hasn't been indicted or convicted of domestic abuse yet. This is a principle that could gravely interfere with the rights of other people that could be way more innocent than Rahimi before they're indicted or convicted of domestic abuse. Corey Wilson, a judge appointed by President Trump on the Fifth Circuit US Court of Appeals stated, Rahimi, while hardly a model citizen, is nonetheless part of the political community entitled to the Second Amendment's guarantees, all of the things equal. And with the amount of gun control being currently pushed by federal and state legislators, at 2 a for Today, we feel it's very important that we examine these issues closely since often they're presented to the public in a disingenuous way. If those who oppose liberty can paint gun rights activists as a group that condones domestic violence, then it's much easier to gain the support of people that are less educated A less concerned with the negative impact that invasive gun control laws have on the God-given rights of the people. In
1: 1988, the John Birch Society produced a documentary so predictive, it's as though they had a time machine. Out of Control, Immigration Invasion was produced and hosted by investigative reporter William F. Jasper, and looks at the growing problem of unrestricted illegal immigration that, in 1988, already saw upwards of 10 to 20 million illegal aliens within the borders of the U.S. Unknown agents from around the world using the southern border as easy entry. Certainly some are innocent families escaping hardship, but also certainly some are criminals, potentially terrorists. Is it not appropriate that there be some criteria for the entry of any sovereign nation? Why should the U.S. be different than Canada, Germany, Russia, Japan, or every other country on the planet? Out of control immigration invasion. Watch this time capsule of prescient wisdom at thenewamerican.com slash outofcontrol.
0: And now, let's crack open the too-long-suppressed story of our 284-day modern militiamen, which appeared to be initially downplayed by the Las Vegas Police Department. An active shooter wearing a helmet and toting what has been referred to as an AR-15-style rifle marched into a Las Vegas apartment complex on Friday, June 23rd. He allegedly fired a shot at an employee and then attempted to shoot at the employee again, but his firearm malfunctioned. The suspect can then be seen on video shooting through glass doors and attempting to escape until a heroic armed security officer neutralized and then held him at gunpoint until the police came and arrested him. It's important to note that the armed security guard who saved the day wasn't required to carry a firearm on the job, but simply chose to practice his God-given right to keep and bear arms as a private citizen. Of course, though this incident occurred on June 23rd, Fox News Digital and other media outlets couldn't get details until June 28th, when the Las Vegas PD finally released the suspect's arrest report. The moral of the story is that you can't keep a good man down. Baby,
1: can't keep a good man
0: down. Thanks to this brave employee's devotion to duty and the execution of his God-given rights, nobody died, as a result of this attempted mass shooting. At 2A for today, we'll stop at nothing to make sure these unsung heroes get the credit they deserve. That concludes our program for today, but again, in the coming weeks and months, 2A for today, we'll be talking to experts, scholars, trainers, and all forms of gun rights activists and Second Amendment proponents to answer the many questions that we all have and unpack the various laws and trespasses of our rights that have already been enacted and those that are on the horizon. Again, if your God-given right to keep and bear arms is important to you, then make sure to subscribe to The New American Magazine and get on the top daily headlines mailing list so you get an email alert anytime we upload a video or stream a live event. And share these videos with your family and friends who feel the same or those that are riding the fence between liberty and tyranny we need a little more convincing. Be sure to post your comments or questions and we'll try to address as many as we can as fast as we can in the coming weeks and months. Thank you for watching 2 wait for today.